bomb of our 50th episode <laughs> it's uh, exploded into life yes. right here in the kitchen of our <laughs> where we're recording this episode proper, oh. proper startup style yeah this is about as low budget as it's gotten for hipster and hack i'd say uh, we're standing in the in the kitchen of our friend's uh, apartment um drinking uh, recording episode 50 but uh, for, for a rare occasion this year, we're in the same place. Today. And we're going back to our roots because this is how we recorded the the first trial one we did. Yeah, except our we pilot our, episode. We weren't in, friend, in our friend's kitchen; we were in a natural office. So apart from that, yeah, we've been downgraded actually from kitchen <laughs> to office. Well, the reason we're not in the lounge is because everyone is in the lounge watching Netflix, mm. possibly chilling. We're not sure. Yes, I don't. I don't know. There's only one girl in there. I don't know what that chill session is like. <laughs> All right, so welcome to Hipster and Hack for episode 50. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Travis Todd, a.k.a. Hipster. And I'm David Knight, a.k.a. Hack. Uh, thank you to Maria Lorenz for producing us and getting this out. Uh... <laughs> for, putting up, for putting up with our shit <laughs> for the last <laughs> few weeks. Yeah. We can't record tonight, we've got stuff to do. Well, we can't do that, we've got stuff to do. Yeah, we want to thank our loyal listeners out there <laughs> yeah. for being patient over the weekend. Uh, we wanted to record this while Dave was in town and... Um, we finally found time on Sunday night to do it. Yeah, it's all good. Um, Dave, uh, as it as it happens, oh, oh, I should also mention we are now part of the Castronauten Network. So nice. thanks to them. Nice. nice. Um, they're launching on uh, March first, so um, stay tuned for that, and you'll see all the amazing podcasts that are part of our new network family, who we have yet to also meet ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, all right. That's all right because we 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 communicate via the medium of podcast. Yeah, although I could name maybe two other podcasts. Oh, I could name all there. of their podcasts. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to, but I could. Right. Yes. Um. Right. So, Dave, what is hipster and hack? Hipster and hack is an uh, episodal podcast. I said an instead of a, and I had to find a word again with a vowel there. See, well done. Good save. <laughs> it's a podcast where uh, we talk about uh, tech. We talk about three tech stories to do, mostly to do with Berlin. Uh, and Travis is a techie, and I'm a former journalist. And um, we have different views, and we drink booze whilst doing so. Although, um, in our 50th episode, none of these stories have anything to do with Berlin, as no. far as I can tell. No, they are so. not. <laughs> Well, that's fine. It's you know, it's, it's episode fifty. We do what we like. Yeah. So, um, um, what are you drinking this week, Travis? Uh, I've got one of my favorite beers from Berlin, the Braumanufaktur Potsdamer Stange. Excellent. Uh, very nice. Yes. Uh, it is ABV four point five percent. Very nice. I did uh, down a seven point five percent triple though before this. So. Well, you sipped it gently. <laughs> it went down. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, what do you I, have? I am drinking the wine that my friend gave me. It's a Chateau de Morton. Chateau de Morton. <laughs> and uh, I believe it's roughly 12% ABV, one would assume. It's very nice. It's very nice. A year, 2016. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking Augustina earlier, so let, let's just pretend it's Augustina. And how do you feel being back in Berlin beer-wise? Does it measure up? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, it's a tough one, right? Because there's like, 
800 different beers in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them are very nice. Um, and a lot of them are sour as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, what I would say is you have to be very careful. And you go out for a few That's beers true. with some friends and you cheat, you pick the wrong one. And after four beers, you know, everyone's just getting started. And you're sort of being rolled out of the, <laughs> out of the bar to take you home. Um, but no, it's good. It's good. I like both. Cool. Well, welcome back. Sitting firmly on the fence on the yeah. beer issue. Yeah. Welcome back to Berlin. Thank you very welcome, much. Welcome. We missed you. Um, it's, uh, let's see. So this week, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Immersit. A, a, Immersit, I think it's, it's pronounced. I think I'm going to go with Immersit. 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 Uh, it's a couch. It's, ca- it's, it's a couch. It's a couch. <laughs> and then um, we're going to be talking about Chelsea Handler's new app called Gotta Go, which uh, is pretty interesting. And we're going to be also talking about Tesla.com. We're talking about URLs. This is, URLs. This is going to be fun. This is our segment called URLs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wish you'd run that past me before. <laughs> we'll come up with a segment name by the time we get to the segment. How about that? Um, how about uh, web oversight? Nice. Yeah, Maybe. because they forget to video yeah, it. Pretty good. Yeah. Right, pretty good. Go. Pretty good. Let's start. Come on. All right. So uh, the first story of the day is Immersive. Uh, we picked this story up off of uh, TechCrunch. Um, Immersive, um, or as... Dave wants to call it Immersit. Immersit. It's like German for always sitting. Always sitting, yes. yeah, right. It's a, a new kind of connected device for your couch, and it's uh, launching via Kickstarter. Um, as of recording this podcast, which is probably pretty s- soon before you're going to actually hear it, um, they have 23 days left to go on their Kickstarter campaign. They're well over their uh, target goal of 85,000 uh, euros, so they're up to about 105 uh, now. And also, um, I mean, the, 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 it's only tw- 205 backers for 104,000. That, that seems like not a, very many backers. There's probably someone who bought a couch. Mm. <laughs> but so, so tell us, tell us what this uh, right. couch is. Right. So Immersit is um, is it's basically these. Uh, it's a way for you to kind of immerse yourself in video games. So you know, like when you play Xbox, it has like. Uh, or PlayStation as well has the the vibrating controllers when you like you know I don't know you're, you get shot in some you can tell I'm a huge gamer right mm-hmm. <laughs> we've talked about yeah. your gaming experience well do you know do you know the only gaming system I have in my in my apartment yes I think you've talked about it several times on this, <laughs> on this podcast well in that case go back to episode uh, to find out which the only gaming system is in my in my apartment it does not have vibrating controllers it does not well. It does if you sort of shake them up and down a bit. Yeah. Um, but so, like, this braiding controller is kind of like a more immersive way of, you know, getting involved in the video game. So this company has developed um, uh, these uh, pads, basically, that sit under your couch legs that also, like, can raise, lower, uh, vibrate your couch based on, like, interactions in the video game um, to, you know, make it more immersive. Um, so... I mean, kind of a kind of an interesting idea. I I'm really curious if it's one of these kind of Kickstarter vaporware uh, projects that like seems like a really clever thing, but you know, based on like the number of of different kinds of couches out there, like can you actually build a device that one like fits every couch and allows you to like create these uh, immersive, the, create the same kind of immersive experience with any couch, and also like. How do you gonna how are you gonna get game designers to like plug into that as well? Or do you just plug it into the same controller settings that you have on your 
you know. So are you you saying they should have gone for a less risky approach? They should have come up with a sofa idea. That's <laughs> pretty bad. Because right. no. I, wasn't, I wasn't listening to what you said. I was just practicing the sofa pun in my head. Whatever. No, I think they, like, they could have built like a couch. But you know, it's, to like, be honest. it's like it's like a sex couch, right? I mean, that, that's what it is. It's like a, it's like a sex couch. No, but it's not even a sex, sex couch. It's like, no, it's nothing like a sex couch, actually, Dave. <laughs> Do you know what a sex couch is? <laughs> this? I assume. It might have been a better product, honestly. <laughs> like, immerse it. Uh, maybe that's coming next. Immerse, immerse it, it XXX. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyways, but like, I think they would have like had like a better, uh, I mean, there are people that build right gaming chairs and stuff, right? It's the films because my, my, my interpretation of what the use case was, was for movies. So you sit there and kind of like, you're feeling the, the sort of, the movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know that ran out of words, but, but, um, um, yeah, like it, it costs between 500 and 800 euros for a full, um, a full kit, a full motion kit, they're right. calling it, on, on Kickstarter. But it can't simulate vibrations in real time. So it can't. It can't. So what you have to do is <clears throat> you have to have a movie or a game where the vibrations are pre- pre-programmed. Right? That's what I'm saying. Is like, how do you get how do you get game developers like or movie developers, uh, movie producers or whatever, into this so that they're also like yeah, developing that stuff? Or is there some sort of like as far as I know, there's no like open API for like um, virtual reality or immersive experiences in, in games or anything. So like most movies and stuff won't um, come pre-programmed with this sort of stuff. And I just don't. I mean, I like it's kind of one of those things. Like they're showing these pictures on the Kickstarter and like in the video of like these couches that are like completely elevated on one side or like yeah, you know it's yeah. like a like a one of those. They're comparing it to. Um, going to a theme park and sitting in one of those like immersive roller coaster yeah, 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 uh, no, experiences, and I just I gotta wait to see this thing in real life before uh, you know I can actually say if it if it's in, uh, interesting or not. Of this market for it, I mean I would never pay six hundred euros for this product, but I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things you gotta kind of see first and try it out, and you know eh, I could change my mind. Um, so there you are. If you are out there, immerse it. Um, send us some couches, and we'll. Uh... We'll try now. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Dave, we should... Um... You can send them to Travis uh, <laughs> in Berlin. That's the address. Yep. They'll find me. They'll find I'm them. one of two. We should, uh, before we go, um, review the name. Okay. Well, um, you go first. Uh, immersive. Um, I don't think it's bad. It's okay. kind of got a pun. It's immersive. It's... Mm-hmm. Uh... See, what I don't like about it is that I didn't get the, the immerse pun straight away, which means it's not quite in your face enough. So right. I, I, I've heard worse. I've heard worse. Uh, so, yeah. And I think the, pro- the problem being also that we speak German and we just see immer sit. Yes, <laughs> that, that, that is part of, part of the issue. Yeah. Um, yes. Cool. Good. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on from... Uh, and we can uh, then we can get this podcast over and go sit on the couch ourselves. Um, da, 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 da. Although, with that being said, Dave, you know, having just watched a football match with you sitting on the couch, this would be pretty cool to have uh, the couch interactive with like the football match. That would be good, but then you would have to record your football match, send it to the people at Immersit to encode the vibrations. Mm. Send it, they send it back to you, you plug it in, and then all this time you have to not see the score. Right. Um, and then... Yeah, once the technology gets there, it's going to be better, obviously. But <laughs> That's true about pretty much everything <laughs> 
but yeah, okay, let's, let's move on. All right, let's move on to a talk show host from the U.S. new app. So, uh, if you've never heard of Chelsea Handler, which Dave hadn't before about five minutes ago, um, she's an American talk show host. She was uh, came to fame on the E! Network, which is probably E! for extremely terrible, Stupid, awful. awful entertainment crap news um, in the U.S. But she's got a new show out called, uh, I don't even really care what it's called. Chelsea um, Does. Chelsea Does. It's a, it's a new Netflix series. So yeah. They literally could be watching Chelsea Does instead of film Letter Kick. Is that similar to Ch- uh, Debbie Does, the uh, porn series? It is. Debbie it is. Does Dallas. And... It is, but it's Chelsea, so it's a bit chabbier. Okay, I see. Because I, I am seeing that the uh, the second episode was called Chelsea Does Silicon Valley. <laughs> so um, they're treading very carefully on that uh, that uh, porn line there. Is it? By the way, is the the E network? Is it still the E exclamation mark network? Yes. Okay, that is a thoroughly unprofessional use of, of an exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, right. So, what is this app? Well, you you would. You, that being said, um, the app name is also called "Gotta Go!" Exclamation point. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> but so generally, uh, my rule is: if you use an exclamation mark, you shouldn't be. Yeah, that's probably true. Unless um, it's like help, even. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll give you help. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, you know, and that, that was actually kind of the take of uh, most, most people when they, they heard that, uh, that, that Chelsea was releasing this app to promote her new, new series um, uh, until people actually started using the app and they're like, hey, this is actually pretty practical. <laughs> so the app called Gotta Go is a, is a really simple user interface. Um, you've, got, uh, you've got a couple emojis you can click. And basically what it allows you to do is uh, program... Uh, excuses for getting out of things in the future. Right. So if you know, you know, you have a meeting and you really only want that meeting to go 20 minutes, you can program a phone call, a text message, um, or other, uh, you know, push notification type type things to uh, it, to buzz on your phone or even like literally call you uh, in the middle of that meeting so that uh, to create an excuse to leave. And um, I think it's a it's a pretty funny. Um, I mean. It's a pretty practical uh, uh, app because we. I was actually talking like last week we had this uh, this dinner, um, and I was saying to my colleague, uh, you know, the problem is I kind of get stuck in these conversations. I should meet more people in the dinners, and I kind of get stuck in these conversations with like one person where like I should be meeting a few people. I need like an excuse. Like, can you come and like get me and uh, you know get me out of these conversations some in some clever way? And then I read about this app, and I was like, shit, I could have used that last week where, like, you know, I could have just programmed a text message to show up and be, oh, I need to, I need to go help them with something, uh, just a second, you know, that sort of thing. So, uh, Dave, as a high-flying uh, member of the European <laughs> Commission, I'm sure you have to get out of a lot of meetings cleverly. No, I, I, as, a, as a general point, I think it's, it's quite a useful uh, uh, thing to do. And it's surprising that people haven't done it already, that, you know, you can't, like... Because, you know, people are still kind of phoning themselves or whatever it is. Um, and you have to say, like, someone's like, oh, can you make sure you, you come get me out of this in 20 minutes? I want to be done. Whereas this right. is, you literally be like, I'm getting bored. And you just have it on your phone. And then 10 seconds later, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, emergency. Oh, I have to, oh, I have to go. Sorry. So this gets my thumbs up uh, for the idea and not for anything else because she sounds horrific. Well, they do, yeah, they do say that, that several people had tried to do similar things in, in, the, in the past. But I think really the... The celebrity push of this kind of app 
um, you know, got it in the you know the yes, critical mass celebrity. Right. Um, so the the other thing that I think is like really interesting from this uh, from this uh, story is the fact that you know um, the the extent that TV shows have to go now to promote themselves. Well, right? on E they do so. <laughs> Yeah, true. E, Very e true. Is for e, where is everyone? <laughs> well, they, I, e by gum, they, they're from Yorkshire. E by gum, where is everyone? I don't get that reference. That's oh, okay. way over my head. English people. Yeah, English people. All right, come on. Uh, All right, well, oh, we uh, sorry, yeah, I just got a notification yeah. on my phone that we got to move on to the next story. So, the last story of this episode is about Tesla.com. <laughs> So Tesla Motors, the uh, electric car company from California, has uh, finally acquired Tesla.com. They were previously just TeslaMotors.com. Right. And uh, apparently the story goes that uh, a guy named Stu Grossman has owned the domain Tesla.com since 1992. Uh, he had been planning to turn it into a fan site for Tesla, uh, Nicholas Tesla, Tesla, the, Tesla, the famous uh, engineer. Uh, no, inventor? Engineer? Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. He, he would have been a startup guy nowadays. Right. Yes. Yes. He would have, he been, would have a been a serial, a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> He's rolling over in his grave right now. So uh, Stu finally just uh, they, there's no details on how Tesla finally got the domain name, but they uh, they did finally get it, and there's no details on um, you know if they paid Stu or Stu just uh, let them. He had been forwarding the domain to them anyways, so it seemed like he was a big fan of the the company. They probably got a couple like a uh, couple shares of Tesla stock. He and was probably just uh, just biding his time, waiting yeah. until they were willing to pay, uh, yeah. pay the price. I think the really, uh, and so like that's not like a huge story in itself. Um, I think the, the story from TechCrunch is pretty funny because it ends with um, write Apple and it links to iPad.com, yeah. which Apple still does not own. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this is like, this is interesting because even today in 2016, mm -hmm. right? So like almost 30 years after having your domain name started to be important this still comes up so often because there was the jeb bush thing yeah. right jebbush.com which uh, uh, uh they just it? they they they, they, let they it forgot expire. to they forgot to like uh, put it on automatic renewal or whatever now, if this was 1999 i'd be like oh understandable but it like it's 2016 yeah. like when we you know when 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 we used to get emails saying you know, SiliconLA.com is about to expire. We were like, oh, we better renew that yeah. so that we don't lose it. And you're just like, Jeb Bush, like he's running for president, not anymore, <laughs> partly because he's people are clearly useless. Um, but well, it's just insane that people would, would do that. Because this is actually quite, the, the, the Tesla thing is like, actually, there doesn't seem to be any nastiness here. The guy actually had it for a reason. Yeah. Tesla was a genuine, yeah, it's not like one of these uh, cyber squatters, right? Right. But cyber squatter is a term from the 1990s. Right. It's still yeah. happening today. Yes, yeah, so if you're not familiar, uh, Jeb Bush uh, uh, or his team, I guess, let their let the domain name jebbush.com expire accidentally and Donald Trump bought Trump it and redirected it to his so. website. And like, and to, be fair, to be fair, you'd have expected him to have done something slightly more amusing with jebbush.com. Yeah, that's true. He, uh, uh, um, and, uh, you know, the, the best comment I saw about that was because, you know, today, uh, actually the day we're recording this today, Jeb Bush has announced he's suspended his campaign or, uh, for president. And I think the best comment I read was um, his staff was like, uh, chuck it in anyways. Like, it's not worth the extra $12 this guy's going to lose. 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's about as political as we're going to get. And, uh, you know, um, that's uh, about, the, about as much as we can get out of that story, I'd say. That was, uh, I think the, the, the other thing that was, uh, the other story I heard that was quite amusing was some guy um, got, uh, you know, the Michelin, the, the French company that does the, the food guides. Right, so yeah. Michelin star. Michelin star, yeah, yeah. And they, they, those stars and what, what, what all that stuff is in the Michelin guide. And some guy figured out you could get michelinguide.net and .org and .co.uk mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, and Michelin were like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> and he and his response was, no, no, no. And he started putting up pictures of Michel Platini um, photoshopped into various s- scenarios where it looked like he was in a guide. So it was Michel in <laughs> guide. And I don't know what happened if it actually was. <laughs> Because they were like cease and desist, and he's like, no, 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 it's not Michelin Guide, it's Michelin, Michelin in Guide. guide. <laughs> I don't know if that worked or not. I heard this sort of third hand, but that's uh, pretty funny. All right, all right, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's several more of those really interesting, you know, domain exploration things out there. I mean, there was the 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 case where um, Google launched their domain buying service mm-hmm. and there was a glitch where some guy actually bought through google's domain buying service google.com <laughs> for like a dollar <laughs> and then they were like oh there was an error and everybody posted these screenshots and stuff it was pretty funny so if you want to find uh, more information about us uh, we are at hipsterandhack.com we are how about that yeah and we are at hipsterandhack on yeah. uh, twitter and facebook yeah it redirects uh, somewhere i don't i think probably to twitter probably or soundcloud probably. And, uh, are we are we just the twitter then redirect to the facebook and the facebook to the website That'd be quite and then it all goes to donaldtrump.com <laughs> 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 all right uh if you uh, want to find out uh, fo- follow me i'm at, at travis j todd on twitter i'm at dave in berlin there he is sometimes, uh, sometimes. and uh, me, please weekend. rate and review us on itunes uh, watch out for the launch of the castronauten uh network on the first of march and uh our meetup is also coming up the first tuesday in march so uh, and, uh, be sure to happy, visit us. happy 50th uh 50th episode mm. for that, there we go. five let's see if we can get another 50 yeah, on easy, easy money so we, we we should be back uh, this coming Friday, just in a couple of days, if we can if we can sort that out. Yep. Um, so apologies for the slightly delayed episode, but it's all Dave's fault. It's all Travis's fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scheduling things. Things. All right. See you for episode fifty-one. Bye. Bye. Bye.